three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good to have you on board today. Talk a lot about Packers. Haven't even gotten into the Brewers really uh, too much yet. As the Brewers get three games over the weekend, going for the four-game sweep tonight coming up at American Family Field. Big Ten Media Day on the docket coming up. And uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at J&L Tire Service. Say hi to Lyle and a gang out there in Johnson Creek, just above 94. The Johnson Creek exit, great people, but they do a ton of philanthropic work in the area honest and they give you great prices and uh, so whether you're an over-the-road truck driver or you're just a soccer mom in a minivan doesn't really matter all you got to do is stop in at jnl tire jnl tire jnl tire.com that's jnl tire.com we bring him in now the uh, sports director wozn the zone out in madison you can find him on twitter at zach heilprin giving us a shout so zach uh give me first and foremost your thoughts uh, when you heard david bakhtiari on the pup list Oh boy. Um, like, yeah, I was talking to somebody last month at Packers, uh, the mini camps and everything. We were talking about Bakhtiari and he was saying, ah, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it until, uh, he's not there when training camp opens or he's not on the field when training camp opens. And I'm like, all right. And so when I saw that the other day, I'm like, all right, probably about time to worry. If you weren't worried already, it's now about time to worry. And, uh, that's just a, a huge concern. I mean, it's been well over 500 and, 550 days since the surgery and i know it's not that injury that it is the stuff that has resulted in his rehab from it that is that has uh, led to to where he is now but man i don't if, if he hasn't been able to to get cleared at this point you know uh, after off season of essentially doing nothing you know just trying to rest it that's a, a huge concern and you would certainly think it would put potentially potentially we don't know this uh, no one's talked to him but it would, potentially you would think maybe put his career in jeopardy at this point so, without David Bakhtiari, what is your level of concern? Because I, I really, I, I'll be honest, maybe I'm overly optimistic. I'm more concerned about the career of David Bakhtiari, yes. But as far as the play of the offensive line, if Josh Nyman has to do another full season there, the only thing I'm concerned about is the depth. Beyond that, I'm not too worried about it. Are you? Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's the thing, right? Like, we, we hear, we've seen these stats about what Aaron Rodgers has been without Devontae, Devontae Adams in the lineup and how they're, I think seven to zero without him in the lineup these these last couple of years. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' numbers with him Bakhtiari in the lineup quite good as well in these last two seasons. Uh, yeah, if it's if it's Josh Nijman has to play there, fine. Uh, or maybe it's just him until Elton Jenkins is able to get back, and maybe you have somebody else at right tackle, and, and Elton Jenkins is your left tackle. I, it it all depends on you know when Elton comes back. If Elton Jenkins comes back and is ready to go what, mid-season, coming off that ACL that he had last November, you still have to feel pretty good about the offensive line. I think there's more concern depth-wise, as you mentioned, because uh, they don't have anybody behind them right now that you would feel comfortable stepping in at left tackle. But what Yash did last year certainly has to give you a little bit – you have to feel a little bit better about it. But still, that's Dave Bakhtiari. It's uh, a top, what, top three tackle in the league at this point, and when healthy has been perhaps the best. So you're losing that. That That's – is obviously what potentially holds you back. I mean, it's a guy that is a, could make your offensive line go from good to potentially great, and not having him does hurt that. But are they manageable? Can they manage without him? Yes, definitely. We saw that last year. The uh, the Christian Watson uh, addition to the pup list concern you at all? Uh, my, from what I heard, from what I read, it sounds like it's not something that is going to be long-term and that uh, he'll be back pretty quickly. But, yeah, anytime a guy that you potentially could be counting on to play, I don't know what, 
don't know what the the term meaningful reps means for a guy who still has a lot of work to do to be um, uh, a pretty good receiver in the league means, but you need, he needs to be on the field as much as possible. He needs the experience. He needs to take all the reps possible with Aaron Rodgers and all that. So we'll see how long he's out, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be something that's going to keep him out. So no, not, not too, not too worried about that at all. What about Mason Crosby? <laughs> yeah. Right. Coming off that year that he had last year, you want to see him healthy. You want to see him kick the ball in training camp. But you also, how many reps does he need? I, the bigger question is, you know, what was the surgery or I said, say, what was the, what's the issue there? Uh, is it leg related? Is it back related? That to me is like the biggest question. What, what exactly is the issue there? Uh, I wanted to ask you, I want to switch gears on you while the Green Bay Packers, I know, have talked a lot about, uh, you know, the offensive line and we've concentrated on it. Defensively speaking, though, I, I'm, I'm quietly watching a lot of these analysts over the weekend and coming into today talk a lot about this defense how good do you think the Packers defense is and let's just say for a second that the defense is exponentially even better and they're able to garner more turnovers do we see any drop off at all via this team and wins losses and now we go from a team that normally has put up a ton of points to a team that still puts up a good number of points but their defense is just shutting people down you look at it on paper Bill can you remember a defense at least on paper that has this much talent for the Packers, because I can't. Like it's no. been a really, really, it's been a really, really long time. And I know that they played some really good defense, uh, you know, towards the end of 2010. And and some of the guys that they had on that unit were some of the best that have, that have played here, whether it's Tremont Williams or Charles Woodson or, or uh, Clay Matthews in, in that group. But the talent that they have all over the field, the secondary is absolutely loaded. If everyone stays healthy, you have to feel good about it. I mean, there are a few, a few questionable spots, right? Uh, you know, outside of Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, what do you have at at the edge? Um, you know, inside linebacker, do you get another really, really good year from Devondre Campbell, or is it just, you know, one and done? What do what the rookies look like? There's a, there are some questions there, but on paper, it's got a chance to be like a top five unit in the league, if not better than that. And so I honestly, I don't expect a drop off in wins. I think the, the 12, 13, maybe 14 wins, based, especially based on the division that they play in, though I think, you know, we'll see improvement to Detroit and maybe we'll see what happens with Justin Fields and, and maybe if Minnesota jumps back up there. But you look at that they play in a pretty, uh, I wouldn't call it the best division in the league and certainly helps that you're able to play a bunch of games against those teams. So I, when I, when I think about it, I think 12, 13, 14 is a possibility in the defense. If the defense is leading it that much better, because I think uh, the offense is going to come around at some point with the, uh, with some of the young talent they have at wide receiver, and we know what they have at running back, offensive line getting healthy with getting Elton Jenkins back and maybe David Bakhtiari. And then obviously you have the two-time MVP at quarterback, and I'm not, based on the last two years, I don't think you can expect any kind of drop-off from them. So if you have that to go along with the dominant defense, it puts you in a really good spot. And yet, Bill, it just doesn't matter unless you do something with that in the playoffs. And they have just been unable to do it once once they get there defensively yes they were fantastic last year but offensively haven't been able to get it done talking with zach heilprin a sports director wozn the zone out in madison find him on twitter at zach heilprin switching gears i want to go to the brewers real quick they get off to a, a what we all wanted to see was a fast start after limping into the all-star break three straight going for the fourth win in a row tonight over the Colorado Rockies and Hunter Renfro on a seven-game hit streak during which he's batted three fifty-seven, three home runs, nine RBIs. He's homered in his last three games. I, you know, I, obviously he's not going to keep this pace up, but boy, if he can play even a, a semblance of that throughout and be healthy, 
that really pretty much solidifies the outfield. And Christian Yelich obviously playing a little bit better. Maybe it matriculates down to a guy like Colton Wong. But uh, And then signing Ashby to the five-year deal. Give me your thoughts on the Brewers, the hot start to the second half, and what to look forward to. I mean, you have to like it, right? The, the offense has been, I think, at times, maybe that's being kind, uh, questionable at, at points this year. And to get, you know, to be able to get off to this good start. And the Rockies aren't a very good pitching team whatsoever. And uh, so you would hope that Milwaukee's offense would. But you, you mentioned the health part of it. If, if Hunter Renfro can stay healthy, yes, that's a, that's a huge bat in the middle. It, I mean, he's been on the aisle a couple different times with, with those injuries. So injuries have, have really hurt this team throughout. But it's still going to come down to, in my opinion, continued greatness from Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff. And you saw Willie, uh, Willie Peralta. Uh, you saw Peralta uh, get his uh, start in rehab yesterday. Freddie mm-hmm. Peralta get his start in rehab yesterday. Getting those three. And then you have you know some spot starts from, from Eric Lauer or uh, Ashby or Hauser, whatever it is. And uh, it's going to start with those three pitchers. And if they can keep the game low, hopefully you're going to be able to find enough offense. Do they have to go out and add another bat, Bill? I would think so. Still at this point, I don't expect David Stearns to to, to stand uh, pat. I think they're going to still add. So that that's the other big question. Where's Where does that come from and what exactly they want to do before August 1st? Then we fl- uh, flip the switch and we go over to uh, the Big Ten media. So Big Ten media days uh, are upon us. We saw the SEC go through this last week, the ACC. Big Ten, what are some of the burning questions going into Big Ten media day with a rather interesting offseason? Yeah, I mean, it's the, what's, what's next, I think, is the, is the burning question. And I don't know necessarily that we're going to have an answer from Kevin Warren. He talks tomorrow morning down in Indianapolis. It's, you know, what are what are their plans and, and what uh, is it waiting for Notre Dame? Is it looking to see what some other conferences do? Is it waiting for the SEC to make the next move? Like, what it, what exactly is their plan? And I don't necessarily think we're getting an answer out of that, but um, that is, that's a part of it. And I think it's also college football, uh, the playoff expansion. Uh, when does that happen? Who all is going to be involved in making those decisions? And uh, how big of an impact does the Big Ten and the SEC have in this in regards to Notre Dame? Can the Big Ten and SEC force Notre Dame's hand into having to join a conference and that the Big Ten and the SEC are the only teams that are going to get to decide who gets in and who doesn't. Um, that's not, a, again, probably not questions we're going to get answers to tomorrow, but that is certainly national level, I think, is, is probably on a lot of people's minds. And in terms of Wisconsin, it's all about Graham Mertz. And Graham Mertz is going to be down there. It's the first time they've had a quarterback down there since Joel Stavi in 2015, which kind of maybe says something about their quarterback play uh, in the season since then, even – uh, ben Kenny's favorite, Jack Cohn, didn't get to go down to uh, Big Ten media days. But um, what is Ken Graham make that step? And the defense, do they have enough to be uh, at the level they were last year? Can they approach last year's level? And we'll hear from Nick Herbig and Candle Benton down there. I personally think they have a chance to be just as good as they were last year, and that's saying something because that defense was number one in the country in, in, in total defense and had the best rushing defense in school history. So, those are some of the things we're going to be probably talking about with uh, when we're down there. Uh, real quick before I let you go, so regarding uh, the Big Ten and the additions and all the thought, uh, I was watching some stuff regarding Notre Dame over the weekend. At what point do you expect, if at all, is soon, do you have any kind of an idea when Notre Dame might make a decision as to whether or not they are or not going to uh, get into the Big Ten? 
Well, I think it's it's going to be whether they can get the money they're talking about. I've seen uh, that Notre Dame is trying to find a way to get $75 million per year in their media deal, and that would kind of put them right in the same vein of, of what the Big Ten teams will end up getting after their new media rights deal. And if it is that $75 million, then they have an opportunity to stay independent. If, if no one's willing to pay that 75 then I think we, we may see them forced into a conference or the playoff expands and uh, they have to be in a conference to be in the playoffs. Like Those are the only two ways that you get Notre Dame to, to be away from their independence, to give up their independence. It is you know, offering them you know, them not being able to play on the same level financially or them not being able to get in the playoffs. And I don't think a decision is going to be made this summer. I think probably next summer is, is, is probably when we see the maybe uh, what they uh, end up deciding to do. Uh, real quick, uh, also before I let you go, I've been informed that uh, while we were going to Jimmy Buffett this past weekend, you've actually been arrested at a Buffett concert. <laughs> I, I need you to explain because I heard this and I said, wait, what? The mild-mannered Zach Heilprin suddenly ends up cuffed at a Buffett concert? What the hell did you do? I was detained, never got arrested, got detained. Um, I uh, Down in, in their little jail that they have at Alpine Valley, I, I was mm-hmm. going to the bathroom. I may have been going to the bathroom on a fence that – 15 or 20 other people were going to the bathroom. I'm like, it was the lines were too long. So I was doing that. The guys told me to stop. I'm like, can't really stop midstream here. He didn't appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure I said something smart. And uh, he pulled me away from it with uh, my pants still down. And um, I fought back a little bit and uh, ended up face down with about three guys on top of me. And uh, yes, got uh, handcuffed and taken down a little jail cell. And then I uh, was thrown out and had to go back to the uh back to the bus but yeah it was uh it was a fun day it, it was it was not my only jimmy buffett experience but it was certainly the most eventful one. Oh my goodness that's fantastic <laughs> that's good, good stuff man zach always a pleasure i'm glad the fact that uh, you don't have any kind of a long-standing record because of some drunken disorderly uh jimmy buffett moment and uh please whatever you do do not be in public at the big 10 media day and we are looking forward to the thursday edition of kenny and heilprin which would be coming up for media day as well yep we are going to be there uh, live the next two days and then we'll be back on thursday night to do our other show but to our normal hours. But, yeah, we'll be 2 to 4 tomorrow on the zone in Madison and 2 to 4 on on uh, Wednesday as well. Can't can't wait. Looking forward to it. And I know awesome. uh, Ben is as well. Good, good stuff. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Uh, Zach, take care, okay? All right. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Zach Heilprin, the, the man walking around with a record. <laughs> he has his hose out. He had his hose out, and uh, they cuffed him because he could not stop midstream, which if you're a guy and you have ever tried to stop midstream, you know it's 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 it can't be done. You just you can't do it. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Oh, my goodness. I will post it uh, coming up on the Facebook fan page here in just a couple of minutes. But if you haven't seen it already, the brand new. Big unit cruiser, oh, from Cunis, is stunningly beautiful. Uh, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer, uh, go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. I saw uh, Scott, who's the GM down in Elkhorn, uh, last week and uh, picked up the new RV, which they treat us great. Now they've got Cunis locations all over the state, and they really, really, really not only value their product, but their service as much as anything, so... 
Uh, it, it just, it's been great to deal with them. It just, it, it's been such a smooth, smooth, smooth deal. It's almost obscene. It's just been that good. Uh, you keep waiting for something bad to happen and nothing bad happens, you know, because it's just great. They're good, good people. And if there is anything that goes wrong, they take care of it right away. That is our friends at Cunis. Go to K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. And you might see the new uh, big unit cruiser at Packers training camp coming up on Wednesday. Uh, still finalizing some details, but go to CunisRV.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show we continue on, and hey, my friend uh, Joe uh, Hennis over at Sloppy Joe's and Smoke on the Water, they got a, a motorcycle ride coming up. They're going to do a benefit uh, that's going to prelude the uh, the uh, Fisher House ride as well. So they do a lot of stuff over there, charitable wise, uh, whether it's at Sloppy Joe's or Smoke on the Water right there on Okachi Lake. Both places are great establishments. They're uh, doing some things regarding charity, so go to the websites, go to their Facebook pages, and check it out. But also, they are looking for help, like many places are and they are willing to pay top dollar just to get you to come in and um, be a part of their operation they're just good good people whether it's full-time or part-time they're looking for good people and joe and ellen are just fun just fun and if you're looking for a place with great food and a great atmosphere both places sloppy joe's a good old-fashioned wisconsin pub and eatery and then there's sloppy joe's right there that's lake life man you go uh, upstairs downstairs right there on uh, okachi lake uh, opening up the garage doors, watching the boats go by. Both places have tremendous atmosphere. So stop into either and tell them we said hi. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I choked on myself there for a second. Uh, Susie says, hey, what's the bad news? Missed the uh, the show today, the opening of the show today. Well, obviously, David Bakhtiari uh, starts on the pup list, along with Christian Watson, Mason Crosby as well. So you've got some question marks already going into training camp, which opens up on Wednesday. Uh, the good news is, Mark Murphy said, the financial stability of the Green Bay Packers is good. We all know that. Uh, the stock sale, while it uh, they didn't sell out the way they had wanted to, it was still a success, and they have over 530,000 stockholders now uh, throughout the world, as Packers fans are everywhere. Uh, he did talk about... Uh, the fans who uh, are talking about how many um, noon games there are, because everybody loves a noon game, saying that, uh, oh, by the way, you don't have noon games if, you know, you're a really good team. And if they're having more and more noon games, that means they're kind of a a blanky team, so to speak, which I, I can't necessarily give you the the, uh, the 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 word itself because it would be bleeped out at this point. But uh, that being said, uh, the Packers are in a pretty good state. Meanwhile, the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, I wanted to uh, talk a little Brewer baseball. I think we owe it to the Brewers to do so. While the Packers are going to be becoming a, a dominating topic, I think we owe it to the Brewers to talk some Brewers baseball. Hunter Renfro, in case you didn't know, has, has just picked up where he left off prior to uh, the All-Star break. Coming back from injury has been awesome. Uh, Seven-game hit streak during which he's batting three fifty seven. He's 10 for 28. 
three home runs, nine RBIs. He's homered in the last three games to start the second half of the season. And, and I said this earlier. I said, man, when you look at Hunter Renfro, if you, if you can get him back and going, which apparently he is, and you figure out, obviously, your your center field situation, Tyrone Taylor and the guys that they've run out there, Christian Yelich, who has played better baseball, hit better baseball. So your outfield at least seems to be somewhat settled, you know, might be the best way to put it. I don't know if I want to go that far, but at least seems to be somewhat settled. Ashby signs a five-year deal. We all know that, uh, you know, he's pretty much performed the way they wanted him to. The positive news was Freddie Peralta has had now a rehab start, uh, which is really good news. Really good news because I, you know, when they start talking about shoulder strains, man, that's that's never good. And there was kind of an indefinite uh, period of time in which they expected him back. They just said when he gets back, he gets back, which is never good. Uh, but the Brewers stand two and a half games up right now in the standings. They're six games behind the Mets for uh, the second best record in, uh, in the National League. Meanwhile, the uh, Dodgers sitting at 64 wins, 64 and 30 right now, where they're only a couple of games, believe it or not, behind the Yankees who have pretty much run away with everything. And the Yankees are at 66 and 31, 12 and a half games up in their division, uh, while the uh, Dodgers are now 11 and a half up, all but have won the division over the San Diego Padres. I think we can pretty much hand it to the Dodgers at this point. But with the Brewers, I, I tell you this, man, uh, for a, an offense that has struggled and, uh, you know, going into the uh, All-Star break, they lost 8-5, to 2-1, to one, and 9-5. to five. They've come out and won 6-5. to five in a, That game the other night on Friday night, when they came back and won that game in extras, that was one of those games. We were sitting here talking about it. I had some friends to tell my buddy Dwayne from uh, Dwayne's Cover It All. As a matter of fact, he and, uh, and his girlfriend Amy were here and because uh, there were some of the people that went with us to the uh, Buffett concert uh, on Saturday. And we're sitting at the Tiki Bar and we're watching a game and, and – you know, just you kept thinking if they pull this game out, they tied it up. And if they pull this game out, that could be the game that you look at and say, you know what? There's your springboard coming out of the unofficial second half of the season, getting that start and then propelling them on to a win and then getting that win over the Rockies in convincing fa- fashion on on Saturday. And then yesterday, a back and forth, bang it out affair. Andrew McCutcheon coming up clutch in that contest, getting that 10 to 9 win. So they won 6 to 5, 9 to 4, and 10 to 9. Coming up tonight, 7 10 uh, first pitch uh, to hopefully, hopefully get the sweep over the Colorado Rockies. Just a tr- knowing, knowing what kind of a tough schedule you have in the second half versus how easy that schedule is uh, out of those tw- that 24 25 game period. Uh, with the St. Louis Cardinals, where they've got a, a schedule against many sub-500 teams, I think it's just huge. It's huge to get off to this kind of a start. It's huge to be able to say, okay, we've got our battery recharged, we've got our mojo back, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it's big. I, I, I just think it's really, really big. So to get Hunter Renfro going again is huge. Uh, Christian Yelich again yesterday, uh, one for four. Scored a couple of runs, had a walk as well. He's been productive at the top of the lineup. Willie Adamas getting a knock. Riley Telez getting a couple of knocks, like we talked about. McCutcheon with a couple of knocks, a couple of RBIs, a couple of runs scored. Colton Wong now uh, was one for three with a couple of runs scored yesterday and also got on base. Had a couple of strikeouts, but again, he's a guy that if you get him going, 
in some way, shape, or form. It's huge. You know, Urias, obviously, you want to get him going. So you get some of these guys just going a little bit, and if you can, you know, as we saw hitting become, or the lack thereof become contagious, maybe this team just says, okay, all we needed to do was kind of reset, we can get back at it. I still think they're going to add another bat. They're still going to get that shot of adrenaline, albeit – now go back to when we had Mike Mitchell on earlier from the Action Network. While the Brewers may not necessarily be big-time buyers because their likelihood, at least statistically their likelihood of winning a World Series at this point, may not be the highest, they're still going to do something to bolster this team. But are they the favorite to win the division? Yes. Are they the favorite to win the National League? No, not by a long shot. So... Uh, I wonder what the Brewers are going to end up doing. I still think it's going to be a couple of minor deals versus one big splashy deal to add a big bat to that lineup. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they uh, do jump out and grab one guy or even two that are going to be a big ilk to this team. But otherwise, I, I think it's going to be two smaller deals. But I still think they're going to do something to try to bolster this uh, bolster this lineup. But good weekend for the Milwaukee Brewers, and hopefully they're able to close it out coming up tonight. Speaking of closing it out, our friends at Burn Pit Barbecue. Go to Burn Pit BBQ. Uh, they've got a tremendous, tremendous business based right here in the state of Wisconsin. Racine, Wisconsin, to be exact. They are veterans. They've been in business a couple of years. And uh, closing out this segment, I'm uh, encouraging you to check them out. Go to BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com for sauces, for rubs, barbecue sauces, rubs. And then there's hot sauces, the hot sauce line they came out with as well, which is fantastic. Check them out. That's BurnPitBBQ.com. BurnPitBBQ.com. Dot com. Look for them all over the state, doing a lot of different things, grilling expos and such, but also look for them online. Go to burnpitbbq.com. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Enjoy the summer and before football season really cranks in. Or maybe uh, you got some golf you want to play. Maybe you want to take a pontoon ride. You want to do some fishing. Uh, you want to take your UTV, ATV. You want to take it on the trails. Maybe you want to explore waterfalls. Yes, all of that is possible at one particular place. That is our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort up there in the beautiful Muscano Island. Uh, right up there in Pembine, Wisconsin. Great place. If you want to check on lodging at the Four Seasons Island Resort, go to thefourseasonswisconsin.com. Get a hold of our girl Barb over there, but uh, you can call up anybody and just tell them, hey, uh, whether it's online or via phone, Bill Michaels 15. Bill Michaels 15. I'm not kidding. Bill Michaels 15 and get yourself an automatic discount, an automatic discount just because you heard it here. And this, this isn't going on with anybody else. It's just because you heard it here. 
Call them 715-324-5800, 715-324-5800, whether it's heading over to the uh, Lily's Ice Cream Parlor with the kids or the video arcade or using the pool, relaxing out back, laying in the sun, doing a little golf like I had mentioned, going down to the Boundary Water Sports Bar and Grill, karaoke, bands, sitting out back, smoking a cigar. There's so much going on up there. And they have so many different things happening as well, uh, special events. Go to the Four thefourseasonswisconsin.com. The Four Seasons Wisconsin.com. Use the promo code Bill Michaels 15 or call directly 715 324 5800. 715 324 5800. You will not be disappointed. It is really cool. A very old, stoic, historic place. And mob members years ago used to kind of gather up there secretly and all that kind of stuff. Got a lot of history of the place, ghosts and such as well reported. So kind of cool. Kind of cool. Uh, if you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Um, let's see here. This is from Ronald who said, Milwaukee's moves are going to be for the long-term viability of the team, not just for this season. Ronald, I, I, would, I would have to say you're right. I would have to say you're right, uh, without a doubt that David Stearns does not just pick up guys on a short-term contract thinking that they're going to push all the chips to the middle of the table. I I would have to say, as we creep up now, what what are we, uh, when it comes to the, the uh, trade deadline, we're now eight days, eight days from the trade deadline, right? Unless things change really quick, and I'm talking about this team just hits out of its damn mind between now and the second. I got to think you're going to get a bat and maybe a bullpen arm, maybe two minor plays, so to speak, for a bat. But I don't see them making a big splash and saying that this is it. I'd like to, don't get me wrong, but I think the team, what we've seen over the season is when they're on, they're on. When they're not, they're not. And I don't think just one big splash is going to put you over the top to save from being a a you know a possibly a National League Central winner to the favorite to come out of the National League. Now that doesn't mean you can't get hot, and it doesn't mean that things can't head in your direction. You get Freddie Peralta back, and nobody else gets injured, and you know Hunter Renfro stays hot. Christian Yelich continues to add to the remainder of his season. Maybe he gets that average up to 270 by the time it's all said and done. Who knows? You know, something in that realm. Maybe that means he just starts smoking the baseball in the leadoff position, or maybe Colton Wong catches on and starts setting the table. Who knows? Maybe things matriculate that way. I don't see it necessarily happening. I'm not rooting against it, but um, I kind of agree with you. I don't think it's going to be a, a big uh, a big splash. Um, this is from Adam who says, so, so David Bakhtiari going to the pup list. This just means that he wouldn't be available for training camp, but they can bring him at any t- back at any time. How detrimental do people really think this is? It's not that being on the pup list to start training camp is a bad thing. It's a bad thing for Bakhtiari because he went down on New Year's Eve a year and, and seven months ago, almost eight months ago. I mean, that's a long time. And so what they're saying is he's really still not ready 
to participate in a training camp. If it's any other player, you know, you say, you know, that it comes up with some kind of an ailment. Okay, no big deal. You know, take a little extra time off. You're coming into training camp. No sense in just rushing things back just to do it. Oh, I understand that. But for David Bakhtiari, this is a guy that hasn't played. But what, 27 snaps? Since December third, December 31st, 2020. You know, I, that's the reason it's bad news. That's the reason it's somewhat detrimental. So I agree with you. It's it's not normally a big deal. But in this particular case, uh, that's kind of it. It is a big deal. So I think all you hope for now is that he can come back and that's it, that he can come back. I I don't know how else to put it, you know. I don't know how else to put it. Um, this is from, uh, who's this from? This is from uh, Berent, B-E-R-R-E-N-T, Berent. I, hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Who says, uh, I think Bakhtiari's issues are scar tissue in the knee. If they go back in again, it's even going to set him back further, maybe six to eight weeks. Thoughts? I, I'm not even guessing. Berent, I, I, I appreciate where you're coming from, but I'm not even guessing. Don't know. They, they have kept their lips shut, haven't talked to us about it. They've just said that they hope that he's ready to go, that they hope he can come back, that, you know, whatever. But they have not said specifically what the problem is. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, uh, not, not doing it. Uh, this is Stroh's man who says, what do you think the cop is going to get for grabbing the jersey of A.J. Dillon and then shoving him? I don't know the entire circumstance. I know what happened. I know that, uh, you know, the kind of general. Look, A.J. Dillon has been not only a face in the Green Bay Packers, but he's been a face in the community. He's been a guy that's been all over the state. He has really, really, really endeared himself to this, not just to the fan base that is the Packers, but really to, to Wisconsinites in general from Door County all the way down to running over the Kenosha Kingfish. I mean, he's just done everything. He's been a lot of fun to watch. And I, I guess on one hand, okay, now now bear with me for a minute. On one hand, coming down to the field after earlier in the in the day, they had a naked streaker run across the field, coming down to the field in a soccer jersey, I don't know, maybe – the cop didn't recognize him or something, but after he says, I'm AJ Dillon and they sent me down to do a Lambo leap and the, the cop pulled on him. I, I look, maybe the cop was just trying. That's what they're there to do. If the cop wasn't 100% sure and didn't recognize him, then the cop kind of did his job. Now shoving him after the fact, that's what has people irate and rightfully so. So what do I think is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe that cop doesn't come back and doesn't, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's let go. Or I, I, I don't know. In today's day and age, it is so tough because you have to err on the side of caution. 
right? But it's it's AJ Dillon, man. You're a cop in Green Bay. You unless you're living under a rock, you kind of know who AJ Dillon is. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ben. What do you think happens to the cop? I mean, do you uh, the 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 grabbing of the jerseys one thing because that I understand. The shoving after the fact is probably what's going to cost him his job or his security detail at Lambeau Field. Do you agree? Yeah, maybe the latter. I feel like nothing really happens. The biggest story to come out of this, though, that you mentioned it for a second, is when the guy was streaking across the field naked, there was cheering in the press box for when he got tackled. <laughs> so if we want to talk about anything to come out of Saturday night at Lambeau, it's that I mean, are we really going to allow these people to all be journalists if they're going to start cheering in the press box? Um, that's a good point. I, uh, have you ever been at a game covering a game when there has been someone that's run onto the field? Not in the press box. I have been in the stands. Okay. And, and we cheer, Um, you know, I, I am now this is my opinion of this. Whenever it doesn't matter where it's at and what they're wearing or not wearing, whenever somebody runs onto the field, if they get hammered by security or a player on the field, I mean, just driven to the ground in a painful way. Uh, I am for it. I applaud it. I go, ooh, yes, you know, that type of thing. I I, I somewhat cheer it um, because that is not a team that I'm covering, first and foremost. And secondly, I am all in favor of once you run onto the field into a player's domain, I hope they beat the hell out of you. And if you go down in ugly fashion, so be it because you don't have any business being there to begin with. I'm sorry. It's kind of like people that get all up in arms when – you know, a police chase ensues and somebody who stole a car crashes and they turn around and blame it on the chase. It's like, no, the person that instigated this by stealing a car to begin with is the person that should be handled, handling all the responsibility, period, end of story. Same thing with the person that runs onto the field. So, so I'm all for it. Maybe that's why you could spell Bill without a big J. <laughs> it's disgusting. I am all for it. I love it. I love it. Uh, the harder the hit, the better. I mean, I dislocate arms, legs, beat them with their own limbs. I'm all for it. I don't care. <laughs> so I know that sounds cold, but uh, it's just it's kind of how I feel. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michaels show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Park coming up here in a couple of weeks uh, with an Admirals Day. So look for them out there promoting not only uh, the new players they have, Roscoe will be on hand, but the 2022-2023 hockey season in uh, postseason is ready to get underway. And if you have not got tickets, uh, bought your tickets yet for the Milwaukee Admirals, go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That's MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. See Admirals Hockey up close and personal. Those Stars of tomorrow in the NHL are playing right now in the AHL, and that's the Milwaukee Admirals. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. There you go. Welcome back to the program. Uh, real quick, let's go to the phone calls. Talk to Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, what up? Hey, every year the Brewers start out real strong, and in the end, it seems like they always let off on their bats. You know, a couple years 
you can tell they're they're tired or whatever it is. This year they started all week, and they're still in first, and now they're going to – I think they're going to end up strong. That game yesterday, they got behind, what, three times and came back. That's a good sign to me. I'd rather see them strong at the end of the year, don't you agree, instead of the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Maybe they've been saving everything for the end of the year. You know, yeah, we've had injuries, but when it comes back, I really do think we can make a better run this year. I feel better this year than I've been in the past because it seems like their bats are increased. Um, our left fielder, yes, he had a triple starting out. That was the first hit, I think. It was the triple. That's a good game, don't you think? Instead of putting them I down, do. how about encouraging it? I, mean, I think triples are some of the most exciting plays in baseball. Back. That small ball yesterday. Had a couple home runs, but they were also playing a lot of small ball. Getting people on base, getting triples, doubles. That guy, the, the one got two doubles yesterday. Yardich got a triple. And we got some home runs. But isn't that a great game? Instead of putting them down, I think it's, that's a good sign. If Completely agree. And when you say, appreciate when you say they need a bat, where do they need it? They got a great right fielder, left fielder, center, and then second base. Where Where's the weakness at? The week they don't have a player hitting over two seventy five, Daniel. <laughs> they don't have a player consistently giving you eight hundred plus OPS. I mean, they've got a lot of power up and down the lineup, but they don't have consistency. You'd love to see a player that can give you maybe a two eighty batting average uh, come into the system. However, you just want somebody that's good in certain situations and maybe can accentuate already what they have. Maybe a good bat even coming off the bench, but they don't have consistency. They've got a lot of players that have shown you a lot of things, but they just don't have consistency. Well, I agree with that. What I'm trying to say is they started out, like you said, not a great batting average. If they increase it now, that batting average is going to go up. But then you'll be, mm-hmm. in, maybe it doesn't look good, but I'm just trying to say is, it seems to me they're playing better ball now. And in the past, we've always played good up to the All-Star break, and we we basically dumped it after that. I've seen it every year. Right, we appreciate, appreciate the phone call. i got to run here. I Look, I think that I, regardless of whether or not you think they need a bat, you can never have too many. That's the other. That's the other explanation. You can never have too many. You got to continue to try to bolster this team, because we saw this team down the stretch bolter badly. One more hour yet to go. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Dan Della and the gang at Social House. Yesterday, we went in Bloody Marys in the morning. Had a Bloody Mary, had a beer, and pancakes. Oh, my God, the pancakes were fantastic. Got the big breakfast sandwich. Oh, so good. That new expansion was perfect. There was nine of us for breakfast yesterday. Love the social house on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Stop in and tell the whole staff we said hi. Love it over there. The social house, H-A-U-S, social house. More to come. Bill Michael Show right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.